podcast take 2005 yeah <laughs> hello my name is samuel turk and my name is joshua moore uh today we are going to do a podcast this is a pilot episode so here's a little bit about me um i've recently just graduated from the university of salford and i was also training at the manchester school of acting my name is uh, joshua moore i want to be uh, an actor hopefully and go on to drama school and uh, yeah, I uh, see myself as quite a creative individual who uh, wanted to pursue this as a career. Yeah, me too. I'm really interested in sound design, filmmaking as a whole, and uh, writing as well as acting. Mm, I mean, I sure. want to pursue acting, but yeah. yeah. Anyway, today we thought we'd um, just talk about our experiences with the Edinburgh Fringe. Yes. Um, the Edinburgh Fringe is uh, something that we've done for the past uh, three years. Since obviously, 2017. Yes. Obviously, we've not been able to go up this year due to uh, COVID-19. And we thought this would be a good opportunity for us to talk about our experiences up there, the things we've seen. The things uh, we've learnt. things we've learnt, more importantly. And um, talk about the festival as a whole, because it, it's an amazing experience and everybody at some point in their life, whether they are a creative person or not, should experience the Fringe. Definitely. Um, a little bit of context for you. Me and Samuel have been doing acting together since 2015. Yeah. We uh, started uh, doing acting together when we did a National Theatre Connections play and have since performed locally at the Gaiety Theatre, as well as going around the UK, as well as the Edinburgh mm. Fringe Festival. Um, for any of you who don't know, we are based on the Isle of Man. Yes. Um, right now we're quite fortunate because um, we don't really have any cases at the moment. At the moment. Of <clears throat> coronavirus. Um, been there, done that. Been there, done that. Uh, Fuck it out. Thank you. Next, I guess. <laughs> thank no, you. Uh, famous words from Ariana Grande. Oh yes, shout out to Ariana. Here we are. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. We are we are in a very very safe part of the world right now. We have obviously we've we went into lockdown and we have managed to uh, surpass the COVID nineteen outbreak uh, quite quickly, really, compared to the rest of the world. I know there's a few people that will probably be out there listening uh, that we make connections with from around the world. So uh, keep safe, people. Keep safe. For sure. So let's skip to the chase. Yes. Um, <laughs> right. Yes. 2017, this was the first year we went to the Emma Fringe. It was really, really weird and exciting because, I mean... Weird. I mean, I hear the Edinburgh Fringe, I'm like... Is that a haircut? <laughs> <laughs> what is that? The Edinburgh Fringe? <laughs> yeah. Doesn't yes. make any sense. So, I mean, uh, yeah. we were just told, oh, it's a massive theatre festival. Yeah. Cause, um, we... Well, it's because the director we were working with... Um, Mr. Colin Snell. Mr. Colin Snell was telling us all about it because uh, he's, he, you know, he's, he's taken many groups up there and then he was like, one year, boys and girls, <laughs> yeah. we're going we're gonna to take you up there. We were like... <laughs> Nah, get it. What are you on about? Yeah, what are you on about, mate? <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, well, he gave us the opportunity. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, he said it was massive. Yeah, but massive. I, I, I don't think so, because I didn't know what it was. How yeah. could be, how I had no idea, big? really. I had no idea what it was about, really. Yeah. But obviously when you, you research, you realise that it's, mm. it's a big deal. It is. It is a big deal. A lot of um, famous people have come from there. Yeah. And thousands. They, they still go up there now. Yeah. Like, th- like... Like famous people, thousands of people. just like yeah, creative people just go up there. Like maybe a, I don't know, hundreds of thousands. I don't know if that's a stretch, but probably yeah, I would say that's about right. And then um, they come from all over the world, mm. so Australia, 
Norway. Italy. Italy. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, uh, South America, America, Canada. Yeah. We've um, met people from Argentina. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Shout out to them. Shout out to our, our mates at Argentina. Uh, yeah, of course. We've uh, met people from all over the globe there, haven't we? Mm. Big time. Interesting. Oh, yeah, <laughs> for sure. So, right. well, let's get into it. So, in 2017, we uh, took... Uh, a play called Edelweiss Pirates. This was written by Ayub Kandin. Yes, wasn't it? quite correct. This was part of the National Connections um, 2015. Yeah. This is the first play that we did together. Yeah, it was. It was the first ever the UK. play. Yeah, so the first time we did it, uh, we went to Manchester and Kendall with it. Yeah. And um, we performed it as part of that Connections programme. And um, it's just a really exciting piece of theatre. It is. It's, it's a, it's a one-act play. One-act, yeah. So um, it's, it's perfect for a fringe, because that's the yeah. kind of time limit you have. It's about 50 minutes for, 50 for us minutes. anyway. Yeah. I think that's just generally... On average, really. Yeah. It's about an hour Other pe- Some people do longer. Maybe, that's yeah. more... I think that's with higher budgets and stuff. Um, bigger shows, but yeah. So, Advice Pirates mm. is a play based in 1940s Nazi Germany and follows a group of uh, the Hitler Youth... Um, obviously, the propaganda in that time led young people to be part of this program, uh, whether they wanted to or not, really. Yeah. The play specifically was about a group of people who wanted to rebel from them, um, so despite being in the Hitler Youth. So it's a, very much about propaganda. Yeah. And um, stepping away from the what was perceived to be the norm. Yeah. And, um, it's about standing revolution. Their, well, revolution, standing up for their rights, being who they are. Yeah, yeah. yeah but the play follows these young people rebelling. Yeah. Be that through painting propaganda or their little meetings about how they're going to yeah. revolt. And um, Pamphlets as well, don't forget oh, yeah. that. Pamphlets. <laughs> bloody pamphlets! No more bloody pamphlets. Yes, no more bloody pamphlets. <laughs> yeah, so they were handing out, you know, little little flyers, pamph- or pamphlets. Yeah, a bit like what we were doing in the Animal Fringe. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> and um, uh, my character comes in, who is a undercover SAS sort of individual. Yeah. He was quite a nasty... Well, he wasn't nasty, but he was very manipulative. Yeah, nasty. <laughs> like, yeah. like a piece of shit. Yeah. <laughs> like, um, <laughs> Comes into the scene and uh, at first y- you don't know what to make of him. Yeah, because I mean everyone's suspicious because at that time, if you bring someone in, and especially if you're like a rebellion group, yeah, you don't want to give away all your secrets because you don't know who this guy is. He could be, he could sell you out. Could be anyone. Could be. But as we come to learn, he, he reveals to the group what he saw when he was outside. Um, when he was an SAS soldier. Yeah, in the internment camps, yeah, wasn't it? Yeah, so more specifically, Auschwitz, um, what he what he Back saw there. there. So he's, he's like, he becomes quite um, nasty towards Benjamin, who was the Jewish character, and we end up having a stage fight, and it was a... Not a real fight. Not a real fight, a stage fight. <laughs> and then once they put him, um, Rutger, who was my character, in his place, he has the courage to tell them what's actually happening. Yeah. And uh, it's like a, it's quite a brutal way of turning into a good guy, I guess. Yeah. In, in a way, or, or a, seeing the light as it would be. a journey. Yeah, for sure. And yeah, it's it's a beautiful play. Um, it was very well 
staged, I thought. Compared to the first time when we did it, it was very Brechtian. Well, yeah, it was very, like, the way we performed it the first time was uh, we all had um, birdies, which lit us up, and we all stand stationary, facing the audience. We weren't, like, looking at each other. It was, I don't know, it was weird. It was alienating. <clears throat> It was very strange because it was like it was just you and you weren't acting off anyone else. No. Obviously, when we came to do it a second time for the fringe, we instead of doing the same thing what we've already done, we decided to revamp it and make it you know, naturalistic. Make it naturalistic yeah. or realistic. interacting with the the other cast members instead mm. of just performing it outwards. Um, and it, I just, I thought it's it's probably one of my favourite plays I've ever done, really, for sure. Yeah, definitely. I think it's because it's the first one I've done. It's very close to my heart. Yeah, absolutely. Same, same, absolutely. Yeah. Anyway, let's ke- let's talk about like how we started in 2017. So we we started with the play and yes. we started rehearsals. So we only had um, a week yeah, to rehearse. A week of rehearsals. Yeah. Or, yeah, maybe a week and a half. Yeah. We had one week and then we did a performance on the Isle of Man to yeah. a lo- local audience at the uh, Bala Studio Theatre. Yeah, mm. and then. Um, Two days later, we were in the Edinburgh Fringe and we were performing it, weren't we? Yeah, to a world audience. Yeah. Which but, is strange. Yeah, but to get there, we had to fundraise, didn't we? Yes. Um, that, that's that's the big thing. Like, whenever we come to do a play, we don't just, you know, twiddle our thumbs till rehearsals. We yeah. we, we work for it. We go out, yeah. we raise money, we do bagpacks, we do quiz nights, we do um fun, just as many fundraising events as we possibly yeah. can stalls whatever that may be we had an auction one year didn't we yeah 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 we had an yeah. auction yeah 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 that was awesome but well like we're not one of these people that you know yeah we will apply for grants and stuff mm. like that but we want to do it out of our own pocket in a way sometimes yeah i mean we try and fundraise as much money as we can but mm. it's quite hard as well cuz not everyone's behind the idea of just going you know, here's some money for yeah, a theatre show, which you don't really know much about. Yeah. It's quite hard to... It is hard to sell it to people, yeah. um, especially if they're not into theater. acting or theatre or especially anything like that. Especially theatre. But, you know, when we explain to them what it is we're doing, uh, I'd say... By nine the times time out of ten. Nine yeah. times out of ten, we get them, we persuade them, and they're actually on board with us. Yeah. You know, it's it's an amazing opportunity for anyone. Definitely. Um so yeah, we we always work our, our bloody asses off to get there. <laughs> yeah. And then um, yeah, back to the rehearsal process. We have a week. We go in learning our lines. So we should know our lines before we go into the should. rehearsal. <laughs> yes, <laughs> should. Uh, there we are. But we go into the rehearsal room knowing the lines and what we do is we have a yeah. week where we can just be creative and explore the story and yeah, um, reimagine it definitely and do our take. That's the mm. big thing. Like. With plays that have been done before, you don't want to copy it. You no, want to not do at all. your version. Yeah. You want to make it your own. I usually which is find what we do. I usually find it's easier, in a way, when I'm like, now when I look at a script, I find it a lot easier if I've not seen a performance of it prior or yeah, like same. seen anything, because that's the beauty of that script as well. Is yeah, that it's never been done before. Only I've only seen our version done yeah, yeah, the yeah. first time so yeah. the second time because I was playing a, sec- a different character the second time yeah of course um, it was it's just so much easier yeah, yeah, yeah. otherwise you know you're like oh I need to perform it like Judy Dench yeah, <laughs> like yeah. played it or whoever or yeah, Andrew yeah. Scott and yeah 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 you're like oh hard it's, to live up to innit oh yeah absolutely 
But I think what we did with it the second time round was... Totally different. Totally different. In a which weird is, way. Which is what we want. So the, the, how big was the cast in that one? Well, we had the main characters. So I think that was... So we had doodly 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 six... Six. Six main characters. Six main characters plus... An ensemble of, like, five, maybe? Five, five four narrators. Yeah. Um, and this time around, it was interesting with the narrators. They were sat in the audience mm. as well, which made it an immersive piece of theatre yeah. as well. Um, so, yeah. <laughs> um, so once we'd rehearsed, obviously, we brought it to the Ballet Studio, Studio Theatre. Yeah. This time around, we... Um, had period costumes, which we didn't have the first time around. No, last the first time we had it all just all black, very black and very soft standard. Stickers, but, um, yeah, that, that was it. It was quite striking because I mean, even though it wasn't realistic, just having that one color, that mm. one symbol, it was really it, it isolated it. Yeah, you know, it kind of it strips away that individuality of who somebody is. Yeah, you know, and it just really makes you think that this is how it used to be. You know, they used to. The army didn't care who these people were. It was just a soldier. I don't mm. know. That's how it made it feel anyway. Absolutely. Whether that was what it was really like, I don't know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I, I really enjoyed the costume side because we got mm. the opportunity to sort of, you know, go out and find our own costume. Yeah. As well. well at the yeah. end, it was like shirts, like a pullover, 1940s vest with like trousers or shorts yeah. like and really sort of made it stylistically yeah. uh, they're more dirty colourful. as well weren't dirty they? but still striking yeah and it really uh, made the piece more, more believable and more alive and it was, it was it was excellent so once we'd performed at the Ballet Studio Theatre we had obviously the sponsors there yeah um, all of our friends and family came to watch and then from there we then travelled up to Edinburgh so yeah. we then got the plane, the plane up to Edinburgh, and then drove obviously into the city mm. to our accommodation. Which in 2017 we stayed uh, just off the Royal Mile, so yeah. it was dead really central close. in an apartment block. So we all stayed there, and uh, it was like a like our living quarters for a, a week or so when we were there, and it was amazing really, because we were all under the same roof. So there was you know after performances or. Or after shows we've seen, we could all just come back together and, you know, talk and, you know, what are our notes for the next day? What are we going to do next? Mm. Who's flying today? Who's not flying? Yeah. Et cetera, et cetera. Yeah. I mean, it was quite interesting as well, flying, because, I mean, there's so many shows and so many people. <laughs> there's just so many people selling their own show on that little road yeah so it's not the Royal, the Royal mile. mile is like the it, yeah so it's a mile road right through the stretch of Edinburgh and there was literally probably say thousands thousands of people there mm. a day selling their shows yeah so some people could be in costumes some people could be you know, singing or <laughs> <laughs> normal yeah like but they're still flying their show and telling you why you, they should come and see you and not yeah. the show that's right next to you mm, exactly uh, it's it, difficult it is hard it's very hard if you're, you're you're literally you're like a tadpole in a pond full of yeah, a million other tadpoles yeah literally <laughs> that's you know. a great description though. that might be amazing yeah yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, well, it's very true though yeah and there's some frogs which stand out. 
yeah. versus you, and you're trying to be a frog. That's yeah, yeah, yeah. You're trying to That's be, be above and beyond the, the other crowds. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah, once we've obviously done our flying, we then go into our venue, which uh, we've used the same venue for the past three years now, which is Space on the Mile, which is, yeah. again, right on the Royal Mile. So it's very, very convenient, very prime location to have as well, yeah, especially really if you want to sell an audience, because even, even if you don't completely sell a show, you're going to fill the space anyway, because it's... Hopefully, I mean... Well, yeah, because... People, they people, can't just people, look, don't they, they People look they go, and they might be passing by on... They'll just come in. Yeah. Um, so it was at the Radisson Hotel we were at, wasn't it? Yes. Which was in that space there. Um, so the first year, 2017, when we did Edelweiss, we were in Space One. Yeah. Which was very interesting because... It's so tiny. It, it was a small space. Yeah, it was It was minuscule. small... Uh, it was shocking because we were expecting maybe a little bigger. Yeah, because we've been used to the gaiety stage. And the that, gaiety, yeah. That's pretty spacious. And, yeah. Balak means spacious as well. And then you come to this space, it's like, I don't know how to describe the side of it, but maybe like a, a small, a sw- small swimming pool. Yeah, that's like the size pool, of it. Yeah. Yeah. And then yeah, yeah. Uh, the rest of the, like, the audience size is kind of like, in a way, smaller. Yeah, yeah, isn't yeah, it? yeah, yeah. You could probably fit about. 40 people in the max? 40, 50, I think. Bless but, um, me. But if anything, it, it kind of made the play more exciting because, like, a lot of the play takes place in their, like, bunker. It, well, it takes in place a in a, um, a small apartment, really, mm. where they're hiding out. Um, so it does kind of... It makes you feel like you're actually just watching... It's like you're in there. there. Yeah, yeah. So it was really Which suitable. It, it was suitable for the play, and I think that's why we... And for us, because... Yeah. I mean, we're, we're not... We're not big performers. This is like... This is like our first step into... The real world. The real world of what acting, acting can be. Exactly, yeah. Uh, especially coming from the Isle of Man, where not a lot happens. Not apart really. Apart from maybe a musical theatre piece every couple of months. Yeah. Um, it really made everything more exciting and it actually opened, it opened my eyes and opened Definitely. your eyes to yeah. what uh, acting is all about really and it's not just about oh, regurgitating the yeah. same musical every couple of years do you know what <laughs> I mean like it's it really opened at my eyes especially yeah. and yours it, it, it was probably one of the first times I've really enjoyed acting as well because mm. I've been used to school shows where you know the teacher directs it and uh, I mean, it's all fun, don't get me wrong. Yeah, yeah of course. Because you're with your mates, but this this felt like something... Real. Real, and yeah. professional. Definitely. Real and professional and of that world. Because obviously when we do a show, you don't just... people. Yeah, people pay money to come and see you, but you also get reviewers in mm. as well. And we were very, very lucky in our first year that we got four and five-star reviews yeah. from a very big... Uh, what's the word? Publishers. Yeah, I guess so, yeah. Yeah, so like Broadway Baby, uh, that's probably yeah. a big one yeah. that I remember. Yeah, yeah. Uh, they really loved the show, and them reviews count, because that's what attracts audiences. If you're getting four or five-star reviews, people will come and see you. Yeah. Because some shows get one star, two stars. And it, does, go, it definitely helps you stand out, because... Yeah, for sure. You're one of those people with a good quality. It doesn't matter how big the space is. or No, not at all. It, I guess it is about the craft, isn't it? people who come to the Fringe expect that. They're not. They're yeah. not. They're not. People want to go to smaller venues or bigger venues or whatever. Because mm. the, there's venues across the whole city. It could be in a toilet. 
yeah. Christ's sake. The shoe's happening in a toilet. <laughs> that's where that's that's how many shoes there are on a day. You could be going to see a show in a toilet cubicle. And you wouldn't even know. And you wouldn't even know. <laughs> You'd just be there going, all oh, right, great. And it could be like, the best what piece the hell of, is this guy doing? It could doing? be the best yeah. piece of theatre you ever see. True, which yeah. it has been. Yeah. Um, that's the joy with Edinburgh. It doesn't matter how big your location is or your space. It's about the play and the acting. Mm. That's what matters. That's what matters there. And, um, yeah, it was, it was an amazing experience. And I think we smashed it in our first year. Definitely. We all, for, for our first year. For um, our first year, we I mean, smashed it. Because we, we were, were both quite 18. young. We were yeah. both 18. We're now both 21. Some people might think we're really old. Yeah. <laughs> um, starting at that age. Yeah. Others might think, that's pretty good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> absolutely. Yeah. Um, Shall we move on to our second year? Yeah. So okay. our second year, we performed two plays. Uh, we this took, is 2018. Yep, yeah, so we took up... A play called Eight by Ella Hickson, which is a compilation of eight monologues. And then the other play was a device piece, which was written by Lewis Pycroft and Gracel de los Santos. They were yeah. both performing. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. And that was a device piece around our Manx folklore and heritage. Really. Yeah. So, you know, taking uh, the island's history and folklore and stories uh, yeah. to an international festival where people all over yeah. the world who probably don't know anything about the <laughs> island, uh, being able to showcase them our stories. Yeah. They're both really contrasting pieces as well because, I mean, Eight was quite gritty. Hmm. Um, I mean, they're all, all different monologues. I mean, some of them were quite funny. Yeah. Some of them quite dark. Some of them... I mean, my one yeah. uh, was about a 7-7 survivor. Um, so that, I mean, it was quite satirical in a way. Yeah. But it was quite, it was quite good. But whereas Manx Fairy Tales and Folklores was devised for kids, so, yeah. you know, so one day I'm performing... Stock. Yeah, yeah, one time I'm performing that, and in another hour I'm performing a really gritty piece. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, it's like, what's going on here? Yeah. This feels really weird. Absolutely. Um, even with... a. Uh, you know, eight as well. Like Ella Hickson is such a uh, clever, witty writer mm. that it, this is something about eight in particular. With each different monologue, they just each, feel like a real character. Each, yeah, despite it being so different, like all the themes and politics and the story in each one, they're so contrasting from one another that yeah. it's. I loved it. I think everyone who performed that year absolutely smashed it I think the beauty of that play as well from like our perspective because we only had an hour hmm. we could only perform four monologues yeah. out of all, all, each one um, out of the eight hmm. and as an audience member you don't know what you're going to see either hmm. all you know so is you're going to see you go in, a different character it'll be different because we, yeah. we would turn it over where one day four actors will be doing them four monologues and then the next day another four actors will be doing a different set of monologues. Yeah. So it was always different. So if anybody came to see the show and wanted to come back, they'd always yeah. have a different experience. Exactly. And that was uh, the, what, what really sort of drew upon that year was that that's what attracted people to it. Yeah, definitely. It was always going to be different, which is what it should be about. Definitely. The, the devising of it was quite interesting as well because we got to learn so much more about 
our heritage. I mean, yeah, yeah. I know about the fairies on Fairy Bridge. Yeah. But I didn't know anything about the little people. The little people. Yeah. The Begain. The Begain. I didn't know who the hell they were. Yeah. <laughs> there was a story about the Mordy Do. I mean, I knew about the Mordy Do anyway yeah. because I visited Peel Castle. Yeah, of course. Um, and I mean, that creeped me out anyway when mm. I was like six or however old it was. It's really cool because we've got our own god over here as well called yeah. Mananin, who's the god of the sea. Um, Who brings the mists upon the island. To protect us, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, and learning his stories, amazing. And I think yeah. I think the kids who came to watch it were really invested in it as well. Absolutely. I remember um, going to watch the show and um, there was every time we went in, a lot of young people came in to yeah. see the show. And um, they'd always come out like, absolutely mesmerised <laughs> yeah. by what they've just seen like the cast absolutely smashed it yeah and um, like because they do they do it with such grace and such enthusiasm and uh, energy behind the whole performance that all the young people were so engaged with what they yeah. were seeing they were because they didn't know anything about the Isle of Man no. but when they left they knew they, they loved it yeah and even a group of kids came back didn't they they yeah. came back to see it like I think it wasn't wasn't just twice then they came back three, three or four <laughs> times to see the show because that's how much they loved it. That's, that's the joy of it, though, because... Yeah, I remember we, at the end as well, um, we gave out, like, this Manx tartan with our Manx flower on it as well. What's the Manx flower called? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Me neither. Yeah. Um, very patriotic. Yeah, I'm not, I'm not a herbalist, but, yeah. Because we did that in our first year as well. We gave out yeah. um, uh, yeah. Star of David. Well, we didn't give them out to the audience, but they were scattered along across the floor. Oh, right. Did we not give them? Why would we, why would we give out Jew stars? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> yeah. uh, no, Sam, that's wrong. Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Okay. Okay. <laughs> Maybe yeah. we didn't. Um, <laughs> but yeah, we gave out these Manx starting flowers. Yes. Things. Yeah, as a, as a gift from... From the Isle of Man, I assume. From us. From, from you. I mean, it's not... Yes. It, yeah, it was, it was nice, you know. I think the kids appreciated it, despite... Oh, absolutely. Being like, Even the adults as well. Oh, yes. I remember there was a uh, an elderly couple that came to see the show. Yeah. And I was speaking to them, and they were... After the show, they were like, let's go for a coffee. And we went for a coffee, and we sat in the lounge, and yeah. I ended up telling them all about the Isle of Man, and they were like, oh, well, we'll have to come and visit, and all this sort of yeah. thing. And they might have done, don't know. But yeah, that was... Um, 2018's play again even when we rehearsed it we had a week rehearsals yeah. uh, as well as devising and it was a great little process definitely um, so let's move on to 2019 that was yes. this was the last year so 2019 the the last uh, latest performance that we did we did Chat Room by written Ed. by Ender Walsh yes quite correct um, and this was set in I think it was 2005. Yes, written in 2005, based in 2005. So a contemporary play yeah, yeah. for the time, anyway. And it's all about kind of cyberbullying, because it's set in a chat room, which, yeah. for people who don't know, it's literally like, you go online, you type in chat room, which aren't really around much as... Not around it's anymore. a bit like well, Amigo I mean, and stuff. Yeah. That kind of, that's the kind of thing Like old-fashioned uh, social media. I mean... Yes, uh, the play is about chat rooms, but you can still apply that to any form yeah. of social media, be that Facebook, Instagram, Snapchat, whatever you may be on. Yeah. And um, you can still, it's very much still a very current um, play. Well, a yeah, lot of very current themes, and it still happens to this day. I mean, the difference between now and then is in a chat room, you'd go in, you start talking to people 
you know, mm. you don't even know. Yeah. Um, Hidden identities. Faces. It was just a name, like, it could have been Hot Babe 26. Yeah, yeah. That's what I'd call myself. Hot Babe 26? Yeah, yeah. So add me. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Plug yourself there, sir. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> So, you know, yeah, but that's the kind of thing it was. Um, yeah. Whereas now, that anonymous identity isn't really there as much. I mean, no, not really. You might get followed by someone who's definitely a catfish. Yeah. <laughs> you know. yeah. But I think even with today's standards, like, everybody seems to tell everybody about everything online now. Well, everything that degree. they want to show, yeah. Everything they want to show, yeah, for sure. Um, I mean, I'll, I'll, I do that sometimes. I do that. I show very little about myself. Oh, you're boring. I'm mysterious. But yeah, we all we all sort of do it in a way. Yeah, yeah. definitely. Um, so a chat room, the play consists of how many cast? Six, six. seven? Six cast members. Um, who are you playing? I played Jack. Jack. Who was Jack? Well, I don't know really. <laughs> nah, Jack was like he was like the good guy in a yeah. way. He he was like the guy with the morals, but he was the kind of guy because he he was watching bullying happening, and he didn't. I don't think he really knew what it was to begin with. But he kind yeah. of he he was the kind of guy who grew confidence throughout the play and yeah. eventually spoke up. Um, For sure, because I think he was quite lonely. And yeah. that's why he was in chat. He wanted to make friends. Yeah, he. This was his way into it. Mm. He found the wrong kind of friends, really. Yeah. Basically my character. <laughs> yeah, so who is yeah. your character? Uh, I was playing William, who was a, a right bastard. That's the way That's to describe way to him. It, yeah. yeah, he was just a, uh, a very horrible person. He um, manipulated uh, Jim, who was played by Roman Trimble, uh, who was very vulnerable, sad, very impressionable, and... Um, my character William tries to persuade him to kill himself online. Yeah. Um, and it takes a very nasty turn to the extent where myself and Amy Pierce's character form an alliance whilst all the other people in the chat room try to fight against it. Yeah. To the extent where it gets to the stage where um, it gets very dark and very twisted and manipulative. And um, yeah, it takes a really uh, t- turn for the worse. In a sense, yeah, definitely. Um, it's very interesting playing. As I said before, it's still very current, and um, I think that's why it appealed to audiences. Yeah, I mean, it was very dark. Yeah, but even despite how dark the story was, I think we made it quite light in a way. I mean, I, I felt like yeah, I did. there was a lot of humor I was in it. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. There was a lot of humor in the play. Yeah, don't get me wrong. There was a lot of humor, but then when the dark bits happened, it was very dark. Yeah, but I then think it was always because it was with, contrasted with the, yeah, with the, with the lightness of it. You know, one minute it's like, it's funny, you know, it's satirical. And the next minute it's like, I don't know, it's just, it makes you feel like it's normal. Yeah. You actually go out of the show going, hang on. Yeah. <laughs> like, is, do we do we all do that? Do I do that? Do you do that? Uh, yeah, maybe you not ask, to such an extent, but... But you ask a lot of questions about maybe what you're doing online or yeah. what, what, what... Do my friends do this online? Do yeah. my family do this online? Makes you question, who you, are you? Yeah, like, like, who... Yeah, absolutely. You do... You go out the show questioning yourself, <laughs> yeah. which is good. I mean, that's what a lot of the feedback we got was. It was like, 
it really made me think. Which is what you want. When you know you've nailed it, is when you've got an audience in the palm of your hand and they, they, they start to question their own life. Yeah. Not in like a negative way, but it makes them think ponder. about... Ponder. and they leave the show... They don't just leave the show and go, oh, what's the next show? They, they yeah. leave the show going, oh... Like, yeah. It makes them think, which is good. With Chat Room uh, in 2019, we did it in the round. So obviously yes. we had audiences on all sides of us. Yeah, yeah. So we couldn't hide anything. Not really. So Unfortunately. And it was also the biggest venue we'd had. Yeah. So each year we'd uh, been getting bigger and better. Supposedly better, yeah. Fuck Speak off. for yourself, mate. <laughs> 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 we, we definitely improved. I think, you know, from 18-year-old us to... 20-year-old us, yeah. we, we definitely improved a lot, and I think we uh, approached it uh, in a more professional way. Yeah, I guess we'd grown uh, up in some sense. Yeah, and in a way I felt more, uh, bit more, a bit more creative freedom with it as well. Because even yeah. like when it came down to thinking about the characters themselves, um, well, when I was playing William, I had this... When you approach a character, you sort of try and maybe picture what he might be like, or maybe what he would wear. Yeah. And then... Um, I uh, I bleached my hair. I bleached my yeah. hair. Pla- platinum blonde. Looked, uh, for the play. You like Draco Malfoy. Yeah, exactly. You look like you're from Harry Potter or something. Shall I do my Draco well, Malfoy for you? Go on then. Ginger hair, hand-me-down robes. You must be a Weasley. That was pretty good. That's pretty good. Yeah, I know. <laughs> <laughs> Dementor, Dementor. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, it was uh, interesting, mate. It yeah. seemed like you were having a midlife crisis, to be honest. Yeah, well, I, I kind of was. <laughs> Method acting, at the, that, at the age of that, yeah. twenty years old. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, um, even when the even with the character, even the costume as well. Like I f- thought that he obviously he's a young lad. Mm. Uh, he was wearing like an Adidas sort of tracksuit top, yeah. but he was still wearing a shirt and tie underneath so, because to give yeah. him that sort of authority authority kind of thing. and thinking that he had control of the room but he was undermined by the fact that he was wearing an Adidas dress <laughs> yeah. so he, he just looked like a twat essentially yeah. but he thought he was the coolest motherfucker in the room wait are you talking about yourself or are you talking about the character right listen Sam. <laughs> yeah yeah you're right it's all about it's, me uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, it's funny because I mean when I was doing it I took a leaf out of your book um, right <laughs> no honestly because I before I've never, you do sketchbooks, don't you? Yeah, I do. Well, yeah. that, that usually nine times out of ten when I approach uh, a new play or a uh, play at the Gaiety or mm. uh, in the UK, I like to do um, not so much research, but I like to draw what I'm thinking or make yeah, mind yeah, yeah. maps and story arcs about, you know, backstory. Not like a method wanking acting way, no. but like I enjoy that. Approach yeah, yeah, yeah. to it, yeah. Um, that's that's what I uh, used to do. Maybe yeah. not so much anymore moving forward, but for me to fully understand and develop a character to the best of my ability, yeah, that's what I like to do. And especially with imagery, especially because usually with every single character I do, I like to make it different from the last. Be that the hair. Usually for me, the hair is a big thing. For anybody who's watched any of the shows I've done, you, you will probably Peter know. Pan, t- weren't you? Well, and Peter Pan, that was. You were green and like. And I grew my hair out. Quiff. Yeah, or Christopher <laughs> Wren in the Mousetrap, I grew my hair really long and curly for him. Yeah. Um, 
That's and Pongo. Some, pong, yeah, yeah, Pongo. <laughs> yeah. Dog, yeah. yeah, dog air on that's, you, that, didn't you? That's what I, well, yeah, that's what I like to do. I don't, I don't yeah, want to be... That's what you like to do, dress up as a dog. Yeah. <laughs> right. <laughs> but usually, yeah. no, I, no well, all the time when I approach a character, I like to make it different. I don't want it to be the same. I don't want it to be cliche. I don't want it to be me. Every time I do it, I want to... Well, that's what acting's all about. You've got to make it different. You want to make it your own. Yeah. Um, and be the big thing that pisses me off the most about, about people that maybe do be themselves on stage, because you do see it, you do see it. Yeah. Um, it's not truthful. It has to be truthful. What? Be themselves on stage? No, but when you're doing a character... If you're just being yourself on stage, it's not truthful. I guess so, but some That's from cool. my perspective, I like it because it's kind of putting yourself in a character's shoes. I mean, I'm not all about, you know, putting a voice on and putting on a funny walk. Well, no, I don't want to do that. <laughs> I don't want to like, do I that. I like to I incorporate wanna... my own personality into it because I feel well, like yeah, it of just course makes you do. it more grounded in a way. Well, yeah. Uh, I'm, not saying, I'm not saying it's not... You, yeah, shouldn't, yeah, yeah. you shouldn't do that. But every what I'm saying is, if I approach a character, I want it to be different from, say... I guess. Like, that's what I mean. Of, of course I include um, characteristics from my own life into it, and I do bring a certain elegance from my own life into it. Elegance. But I'm not being myself. Right. That's, that's, that's what I mean. Anyway. Because you do see actors or performers who, who, who do do that. Yeah. Anyway, I, I took a leaf out of your book anyway. Oh, yeah, 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 sorry, Because yeah. I'm used to just doing, like, uh, notes on, yeah, yeah. like, what I get from a character, but mm. the difference with it is it's good to be able to see it because I hate reading my own notes. It's like, because I, I write down so many, I'm like, I can't be bothered reading all this. I already yeah. know it. Mm. If I can just, like, look at it and see it, especially with pictures as well. It's just nice having pictures of you and the cast and that. It's nice, Yeah. You know? But I thought it was quite interesting, like, writing down and, like, drawing stuff. Because I can't draw anyway. But, like, drawing what the character might have. I mean, it doesn't really mean anything. Or even, like, just showing the difference between where he starts and how he ends. Like, just seeing that difference. That that, uh, character arc of how they are at the start of the play to where they are at the end of the play. Mm. A lot of people don't necessarily think about that. They just learn the lines and do it. Yeah. And it shouldn't be about that. Mm. Well, it depends, really. It depends how you approach it, because everyone has their own methods I mean, to of be fair, it, it. Some, it does it naturally anyway. Well, yeah. Just by the lines. Well, yeah, because that's what good storytelling's all about. Mm. Um, I, mean, I think but, the main reason I tr- decided to do a s- no, sketchbook anyway is because... That's a wagon going past. <laughs> yeah. We are in a car, by the way. <laughs> yeah, uh, we don't have a studio. Can't Not yet. It. Just can afford this mic. Well, if anybody wants to, you know, give us money, please. I wouldn't go that far. <laughs> Not yet. We're not well, I, w- I wouldn't mind. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Please give us your money. <laughs> yeah, the main reason I went for an, a sketchbook this time was because the lines didn't really tell me anything about my character. You know, yeah. They kind of it was, the lines itself was very vague. Mm. You know, which I think was what I liked about the character. I could do anything I wanted with it. Mm. Um, like when I, I remember when I first read it, I was like, "Oh, I really hope I don't get cast as Jack because he looks so boring." But then 
I got cast as Jack. I was like, for fuck's sake. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> and I just thought, all right, who is he? He's fucking boring. All right, <laughs> nah, nah, okay. That's not good. I can't perform a boring character. Let's make him good. I mean, yeah. And I just thought, you know, he's a bit of a... He's a bit of a Jack the Lad, you know. Yeah, okay, okay. He's quite, he's quite funny. Uh, I don't know. He's that. He's playful. He's. Yeah. He is lonely, but 100%. I think he's funny. Yeah. And I just thought, you know, what, let's bit, get a bit of comic relief in there because this is a yeah. dark play. I it don't want to. It was good. You, know, you, from an outsider's perspective, watching you, you definitely made it your own, and it was enjoyable. It was funny. It was like hard, and you made it your own. Because yeah. in the script, when you read it, you're right. He, he comes across like, uh, right, okay. Boring. Boring. Yeah. But by the, no by the time the play... The... <laughs> yeah. No offence to me. Uh... <laughs> but your, your character, Jack, is boring. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but, you know, you, you made it your own. And yeah. you smashed it, mate. Thank you, yeah. I don't want to make it wet either. I mean, mm. that's one thing I hate watching is people crying. <laughs> Oh, no. It's, don't get me wrong. Like, <laughs> watching actors who can cry, fair play. You've got some skill, because like, I can't do skill. that. Not, yeah. like, on command, but, yeah. you know, it's horrible to watch. you like, I don't want to watch this. <laughs> Especially, like... Especially ooh. if it's not done well. <laughs> and it's well, just not like that. having a mental breakdown on stage, like... <laughs> My dog's dead! You see people like, oh! Yeah. And it's like, oh no, stop it. I know. Stop it's, it. it's a bit self indulgent in a way. Yeah, it can be, yeah. especially if it's not done yeah. truthfully. I mean, I remember when I was in yeah. training in Manchester School of Acting, because um, yeah. I'm used. Sometimes if I see a dark <laughs> script, I'll be like, oh, I've got to play it dark, you know, and they'd say, what? Why are you so wet? <laughs> I was like, yeah, I don't really know. The lines just felt wet. I'm like, like yeah, don't be. It's not good to watch. <laughs> yeah. Don't yeah. be so wet. I know. Can't help it. <laughs> there we are. Right. We were obviously hoping to go back watch up uh, this year, but obviously COVID had other plans. Yeah. So he wanted to come out. This year, didn't he? But he with did. the boys, but we don't like him, so... Yeah, we wanted to go out with, you know... Not uh, with COVID, anyway. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right, so moving on, we're going to talk about... A not... couple of shows we've seen in, like... That, that have stood out to us. Yeah. Because like... you've got to think, right? Every year, The Fringe has been on. So how many years? So it's, it was 70 years in 2017... So, so that's a long time ago. 73 <laughs> years. 73 years The Fringe has been going on yeah. for. And, um, you know, thousands of shows a year from all over the world. You're going to see some good stuff and some bad stuff. Yeah. Um, so we're going to talk about some of our uh, top picks from <laughs> The Fringe. Things we've seen, things that we've enjoyed, things maybe we haven't enjoyed. Yeah. Um but we're going to just talk about uh, a few of our uh, top picks. Bearing in mind that in Edinburgh, we could be going to the toilet to watch a show. We could be going into a small room to watch a show. We could be in a big venue. We could yeah. be in a metal container. We could be we could be anywhere watching uh, yeah. these shows. Uh, we won't go into the specifics of where they all were, but we were going to talk about our favourite plays yeah. and some of our favourite... Uh, 
yeah. yeah. Some of our favourite acting and pieces of theatre we've seen or creative performances. I'm going to start this off, right? Come on. I'm going to talk about the, our favourite show okay. at Emma Fringe ever. And we've seen them since 2017. Um, <laughs> they're an improv comedy group from St Andrews University. Yes. The show... Should we say it together? <laughs> Blind Mirth! <laughs> yes! Uh, yeah. The Amazing. greatest. <laughs> Honestly. I mean, they're a small group, and they performed in the space of the mile as well, but... Yeah, so the same venue where we were performing. I think one year we watched them three times. Cause it was Maybe even more than that. No, it was, I swear it was three. Three. Okay. We don't want to overdo yeah. it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> don't want to seem sad or anything, but it definitely yeah. was free. Yeah. Um, but, like, they have got balls. Yes. Big balls. <laughs> because they, <laughs> I couldn't do improv comedy because you don't know what's going to happen and you don't know what audience you're going to have because the, the entire night is based off of suggestions from the audience, isn't it? Yeah, so <laughs> the the Blind Earth company would be like... Uh, give an example. So they would say... Um, right, we're going to tell a story based on something, now, and it's going to be based off one of your pamphlets from people doing shows, isn't it? Yeah. So because so, I remember the so, first year, yeah, yeah. That we, <laughs> we gave out a pamphlet of Edelweiss Pirates, and they looked it and they read it and like, right, that's way too dark. <laughs> yeah, we were like, <laughs> they were like, maybe not. <laughs> yeah. like, Another show, please. <laughs> yeah. So uh, they took one of the pamphlets. I don't know what it was. I think it was like. Pirate thing, wasn't yes, it? Yes, it was. Yeah. yeah, it was a pi- it was like a pirate theme show. So they took that and did this improvised comedy show based <laughs> on this person's uh, pamphlet for yeah. that show. So it wasn't otherwise pirates. It was actually right. about real pirates. Real pirates. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like yeehaw, yeehaw, yeehaw. All that sort of yeah. thing. But that's more cowboy. It's <laughs> funny because I think they we became like their biggest fans, didn't we? More than the biggest fans, they're number one yeah. fans. Exactly, yeah. <laughs> we literally ran into a few of them in like Top Shop. Yeah. <laughs> and we were like, oh my god, it's you guys. It's Blind Mirth. Yeah. yeah. That was fun, that was. Oh, it was wicked. They yeah. were very, very good. Uh, hats off to them. Definitely, especially. Because it, I love them. Every time we go up there, we try to see them. They weren't there last year. Yeah, they, they weren't. Were. There. And I was. They were there for 2017 and 2018. And we went to see them twice. Well, meaning what every year we went to see them. Yeah. And they were excellent. Amazing. Amazing. We and love I, you, I Blind wait. Earth. I can't wait to see them again. Yeah. Shout out to Blind Earth. We love you. <laughs> we love you, Blind Earth. We love you. <laughs> <laughs> we love you, Blind Earth. We're your um, biggest fans. Right. right. I think we should move on before I start crying. Yeah, sorry. Um, okay, so the next show we've seen, that was a standout. I'm going to go with the fishbowl. Fishbowl? Yeah. That was amazing. Because, I mean, had no dialogue, but it was, to- like, it was totally physical theatre. It's from a European company. And it was like watching The Sims 3, I'd describe it as. <laughs> like an on-stage story yeah. it's about like, a family. It's like, imagine a doll's house, except obviously you can see inside it. Yeah. And there was three different rooms, so three different houses, but you could see into the... Yeah. the the room and each each room had one character in it yeah but they obviously like they kind of met each other outside that room and they went and see each other's room yeah like like visiting their neighbours yeah 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 so there was two primary characters to start off with there was like a rich um futuristic futuristic, minimalistic yeah weirdo (laughs) yeah 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 and he had like 
um, electronic doors. Yeah, and an electronic toilet. An electronic toilet. <laughs> Which electronic came out of the wall. He wore shades, if I'm correct. I and think he, so, yeah. He yeah. wore sunglasses because he was too cool for school. Of course. Um, that was awesome. And then the middle house was like a poorer sort of... Yeah, grungy. Uh, cluttered house. He slept Crazy. in a hammock. Yeah. <laughs> he slept in a hammock. Um, he had a little kitchen. And then... <laughs> They they obviously they met they met one another didn't they yeah 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 like there'd be like a hole in his like wall which would then go through to the other guy's plumbing yeah sort yeah of yeah. Thing. yeah yeah <laughs> uh, it was very it's funny. funny how like the smallest accidents affected yeah. everyone Everything, yeah because yeah, there was also. Um, a woman, wasn't there? Who yeah, who, who was the, the right, third the house along. Yeah. Uh, who, so yeah. The, this lady moves in, and yeah. obviously these two men become a bit um, infatuated yeah. with they her. Yeah, they do men things. I mean, they do they fall male things. They get obsessed with her. They became obsessed with her. Clearly, they've not had a partner. Cause they for were a very, very long time. For a very long time, because yes. they were... It was very funny. It was hilarious. It was like, these two men were fighting... Over to see yeah, over yeah. each other to who could woo and impress yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, her the most. <laughs> there was yeah. even a bit where... Because when I say, like, a doll's house, they used all levels of the building. So mm. it would be their rooms plus the roof plus yeah. the outside bit. Like, it was it was, it was was insane. It was very mime-esque. It was very slapstick comedy. Yeah. Uh, was it a French company? I can't remember. It was European. It was definitely it European. Wasn't English, it wasn't an English company. No, it was definitely European. I can't remember what. Maybe like, <clears throat> I don't know if they're Scandinavian. Possibly. But yeah, um, nah, yeah. that was amazing. Like that was a st- that was last year, and that's yeah, the kind of yeah. standard I want to be able to live up to. Yeah, absolutely. And create because it was so genius. slick. It was it, that's a that's a very very good adjective to you. It was genius, the whole thing. It was, yeah. It was genius, the whole piece of theatre. I've never seen anything like it, I don't think yeah. I will for there a was, long time. There wasn't, it wasn't dialogue, but they, they had this kind of, their own language, which yeah, is why I say it's like The Sims 3, you know? Yeah, yeah. And even a language was funny. Yeah, yeah, yeah. In a weird way. It was, like, it was that Childishly own. funny. And it was in a, it was in the Pleasant Courtyard, um, which was a, it's a very big venue. Massive. So how many people would you reckon get in there? I don't know, maybe a thousand thousand or more so that just yeah. gives you some perspective loads um, of people it was oh. amazing a very very good show yeah yeah very very good right moving on next show we're going to talk about you bring up your next favorite i'm going to talk about the national youth theater obviously f off, f off. that was uh, in 2019 we went to see that yeah. um it was a very immersive uh, piece of theater in the underbelly in edinburgh yeah um because it's all about kind of a bit like our show, wasn't it? A bit like chat room. Yeah, but it's more more modern. More modern in a way. Because I was talking about Mark Zuckerberg, and yeah. I got invited on stage to play Him. Mark Zuckerberg, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and I had to wear a mask, and I had to sit there with a, a Trump hat on, if I believe. Yeah, yeah, I had to wear a Trump hat. It was very political. It was very Definitely. engaging. Um, the whole cast was excellent. They were probably yeah. about the same age as us. Twenty, probably eighteen plus. I think I it was younger than that, actually. Probably even younger. Well, yeah, true. I actually follow a few of them on Instagram. They're lovely people. They were very, very nice as well. They spoke to us after the show as well. And, uh, yeah. They even did magic and stuff on stage. Yeah. But, yeah, that was cool. Because they used uh, Dandy's iPhone. Man, To do a weird. piece of, like, magic. Like, they, they, they knew everything about her. 
Yeah, it, it was, was insane. Without even going on any of the... Was it Facebook they used, wasn't yeah, it? Yeah, yeah. Because it's F off means Facebook off. Yeah, Facebook I off. I think that's what they're kind of... They're trying to encourage... But, like, also, like, fuck off. <laughs> yeah. Like. Um, yeah, of course. But it was a, it was a very excellent piece of theatre, and... Yeah, probably a highlight for me so yeah, far out of the three years. It was quite being... inspiring, actually, because I, yeah, mean, cause I, I was I was writing a one-person show for mm-hmm. university, and um, I did want it to be a lot about kind of identity based on yes. uh, social media because it was very much influenced by chat room and F off, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it was really quite... It did make you think as yeah, well. absolutely. Weird. So it was an excellent show. Yeah. And obviously the National Theatre is, on the National Theatre, obviously renowned places in the world for uh, excellent pieces of the theatre. Yeah. Uh, very professional, awesome stuff. Very awesome stuff. Yeah. Okay, so our next show. Do you want to pick one? <sighs> How Not to Drown. Yeah. That was deep. That was deep, wasn't it? That was amazing, though. It was. It was about... It was about a refugee. Yeah. And it was quite... What was interesting was it was performed by the person whose story it was. Yeah. So it's a real story. It was very personal. Very, very personal. And the staging was excellent as well. Like, I just have this very crisp image in my head of this, you know, the, the person who's telling their story on this, like, wooden rig that would move around and yeah. rotate and stuff. And Just it, like the raft that they The raft came. that they came on. Yeah. It was very personal. Obviously, it was them coming and trying to start a new life in the UK, and, and it was excellent. Yeah. It was really, really, really thought-provoking. It won Best Show at the Fringe, didn't it? I think so. Yeah, it did. It did. Yeah. Very, very Amazing. good stuff. Was it... Honestly, it's from Birmingham? Was he from Birmingham? Well, it wasn't from Birmingham. It might have been... No, 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 but the uh, the theatre company that was oh, right. doing it, I think I it was I can't from... remember, but probably. Yeah, but it was a very... Check it out, I think it's online, so How how Not to Drown. It was a very, very... Moving piece. Moving piece of theatre. Mm. Very... Yeah, it was just brilliant. Yeah. Very, very good. Do you want to talk about Mr Knight? Yeah, I do. <laughs> I do. I love Mr Knight. Ed Knight. He's uh, an upcoming comedian... Um, I went to see a show back in 2017 when I was on a night out, actually. <laughs> yeah. I was on a night out with uh, a few mates. And we went, it was like probably 12 o'clock at night in the underbelly, you know, a few pints deep. <laughs> and it was like a... Um, it, was, it was like a stand-up comedy night. Uh, open mic night, open, yeah. Open mic night, very much so. Where, you know, comedians from the fringe were coming in to do like a charity night. And this young lad, Ed, came on stage and he was he was fucking hilarious. He was so funny. Very, very good. And, um, I've, I've seen... I saw his show last year. Last year. And he was brilliant. I mean, because it, it was a really tight space. Yeah, very like, tight space. Because we'd seen... I think he should have had a bigger audience. Because we'd seen big names perform in comedy, hadn't yeah, we? Yeah, yeah. And I don't think they were up to the same... Quality as him. No, he really. was. He was. He really is. Up, he's, he's the Mad. next generation of comedy. Yeah. Like he's just recently had a. Um, he was on Comedy Central actually. He was on Comedy yeah, Central doing a. Um, what's it called? Roast Battle. He did Roast Battle. Yeah. There. And he uh, he's good mates with Jamali Maddox, who's also another brilliant comedian. And um, Ed is very very funny. 
Very funny, man. And it's all very, like, current themes and politics, and it's all about our generation, which yeah. I think is why we maybe relate to it a bit more, because he's, he's coming from... He's the same age as us, maybe a little bit older. Yeah. So if he's about 23, 24 years old, well, obviously 21... Well, he was uh, he was fantastic, and I've been to see him every year since. He's very good. Stalker. Very good. I went to see him in Soho as well, actually. When I went to London to do a premiere of a film, um, I went to see a show down in Soho, and he's just brilliant. He's my favourite comedian. My favourite comedian, hands down. But it's again, I wouldn't, and I wouldn't have uh, discovered him if I didn't go to the, to the fringe. Well, the fringe in, in general. Oh, yeah, definitely. If I didn't go there, I would never have seen him. Oh, yes, that's one of the beauties, isn't it? You get that's to... You get to see performances. You get to meet them, you know? Yeah, yeah. Like, we, we, we had to see him after the show, and I said, hello, mate, you know, and uh, just had a chat with him, and he's a nice guy. And I've sort of, you know, sent him a message every now and then, stay in touch and stuff. Cool. He's a good man. Very good man. Yeah. And I still follow him on, like, social media and stuff like that. So, follow him. He's a very good man. Very, very good man. Um, okay, next play. Or next piece of uh, theatre we see. I'm going to go in loyal company, I mean... Yeah. This was a this was a sellout one person show by David William Bryan. Yes. Because um, he performed, I think I think it was his third year running as well. Yeah, actually. he he came up the same year that on, we did on twenty nineteen. Yeah, yeah, it was yeah. His third year because he'd he'd ri- written his own uh, one person show, and In Law Company was the show he wrote in twenty eighteen. I think and performed. Yeah. And it inspired me to write my own one person show as well. It was. He's, it was really good storytelling. I've never seen a one-man show, and he, he held it for the whole hour he was performing. Especially... Takes a lot of energy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The play that we went to see him in was uh, sort of, you know, he's from Liverpool, mm. and it's his story of going off to war. It was a, in, his story of his... Se- Second World War, wasn't it? Yeah. It was the story of his... Again, it was a very personal story. It was about his grandfather. Um, but he told this his story... Yeah, it was brilliant, you know, changing the costumes around to, you know, show that transition of time and he absolutely smashed it. He did. And he didn't just he did he did what we did in twenty eighteen. He didn't do one show. He did two shows. Yeah, because he had a, a fragility show, of didn't man, didn't That's he? That's it, yeah. And I did, really wish yeah. I saw that. <clears throat> yeah, but we didn't get a chance to see it. Because it was so busy. It's we sold just, out. Well yeah, sold out as well. Bastards. Yeah. How dare you have a sellout show <laughs> for a whole month? <laughs> Ridiculous. Oh. <laughs> he absolutely smashed it. He did. And he will be I've someone that I'll go and see again when we can. For sure. Yeah, definitely. He's Can't really see what inventive. he does next. Yeah, I mean, because that's what he specializes in as well, I think. It's just yeah, one He also of publishes shows. his plays I know. as well. Like, we bought his play after the show. It was it was um, mega. It was very very good. Let's talk about um, some of the maybe the weird and wonderful shows we've seen. Perhaps I this was in twenty seventeen. Um, hmm. It's called All Idiot All Genius, and that was from I think I think it was a Scandinavian company. And that was weird. It was because it was like a mixture of physical theatre uh, combined with music. Like kind of heri- that heritage, yeah, circus as well. Because hmm. I mean, they had some strength. It was really weird. It was like the themes of sexual, sexuality yeah, like, in it. Uh, no, just sexuality, but homosexuality yeah. and you know sexuality uh, across the board. It was very, very interesting. Animal- it was very animalistic. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It, was, it was all it about was like, Judaism, I think, wasn't it? Yeah, it was all about, like... I don't know what it was all about. It was weird. <laughs> the, thing, the thing I got from it was instinct. Yeah. That's the big... That's the, If I could describe it in one word, it would be, like... About instinct. Yeah, about yeah, yeah. instinct. I definitely um, Because, like, you know, he was wearing, like, deer horns, and he was obviously... He was just wearing... They were all wearing just, like, like a wraith over their, you know... Genitals, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. as well as wearing like, you know, like a fur coat or very, um, it was very. It was hard to describe, um, but it was very intriguing and witty and very. The the thing the it's thing dope, with yeah. it was, the amount of strength that they had. They were yeah. going tight ropes and jumping and rolling. I don't, I've got a very vivid image of a trolley. What they would. There was a trolley on stage and they were doing stuff with a trolley. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, okay, that, that yeah. Means, I was going to say, what the hell are you on? <laughs> yeah, they were, yeah, they were using like a trolley on stage. It was very like... Like... I don't know. It was like they were in... Like, I'll, it, I'll it, tell you what it was. It was, like, it, was it was like spontaneous, wasn't it? It was like yeah. they were just doing things and just, why not? Just, it was like following their instinct. Well, yeah, 100%. I'm going to do this. <laughs> I thought it was brilliant. Yeah, definitely. Um, and then also... The following year after that, we saw something f- n- not similar. Yeah. But like it was very another sort of physical theatre, circusy kind of thing. Yeah. Yeah, and they had like a glass stage, and it was covered in sand. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, can't remember, I think it's called like. I can't remember dust what it was. Something. Yeah, it was some very like dust or I can't something what it's like that. And again, there was you know very young cast, all very physically strong. Yeah. Um. Sort of like dance and circus and ballet all mixed into one. It was obviously like this big sort of like dance in a way. And then they told this beautiful story and they were sinking into the stage and then coming out. It was was, was mesmerising. I remember when I was watching that, you know, a few things which they were doing, which I was like, how is that even possible? I mean, I remember there was a guy and he was standing like a starfish. Yeah. And then another guy. Was balancing on top of this guy's head, with his head, <laughs> like uh, inverting. In, like, it was like a mirror, yeah, wasn't yeah, it? Yeah, with yeah. two different people. Yeah, because I think were they twins. In the story, potentially, but it was weird. It was weird, and yeah. I was like, "That's amazing!" Because I've done free yeah, running, but good. that's on another level. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And um, I also <clears> remember <throat> this guy juggling, and I can barely juggle one ball, right? But he was, he was struggling at like eleven. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, that's insane. It was he was keeping it going for a minute. Yeah. <laughs> In, absolutely incredible. It was very, very, very good. It was so slick. It was very slick. What um, else was weird and good? Should we talk about that that night where we went to that club? Oh man. Yeah. <laughs> that was that, <laughs> cabaret. Was it called? Bless cabaret or something. Yeah, like that. yeah, yeah. I don't know where the burlesque, <laughs> burlesque, where the burlesque was, or the cabaret, because it definitely wasn't that. Yeah. It was like <laughs> yeah. we went in, and there was like this American comedian. She was, was funny though. She was. She, she, was, she, was, she was funny. <laughs> Weird, uh, provoking. When she was coming on to me at one point. Yeah, she was. Like, she was flirting with you, Sam. She must have been in her eighties. I don't blame her. Right. <laughs> yeah. She loved you. Oh yeah. <laughs> but then I was like, this girl singing about cats, wasn't it? She was like, I love cats, and she had a keyboard. Had a keyboard, and she yeah. was wearing very goth. Yeah. Very goth. Emo. Eyeliner, emo, 
Very rock and roll. Very rock and roll. <laughs> um, and then there was a, a comedian. It was a bit sad watching him, to be honest. Yeah, he was very funny. I just felt sorry for him. <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah. I think that, that's one of the best things about the Edinburgh Fringe is even though you pay for it, some of the shows are terrible. Yeah. Like, oh, yeah. For I don't sure. want to call, say who it is because, I mean, they might have just had a bad night. I mean, yeah, I, yeah, I know yeah, we've yeah. had bad We've nights. We've had bad nights, for sure. Definitely. If you don't have a bad night, you're doing it you're wrong. You're doing something wrong. Yeah, like, um, nobody's amazing. No, and if you think you're, you're amazing, learning. you need to get off your pedestal yeah. and fuck off. And they're like, yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> just <because> leave. <laughs> just go home. Yeah. <laughs> Give up. Because <laughs> yeah. yeah. no one's amazing. Not Everyone, yet, Yeah, you might be great, but if you if you think you're amazing and you, you can never learn anything else moving forward, you're doing it wrong. Because mm. you can always learn something else. Yeah. Always. No matter what your creative path may be, you've, you can always improve and you can always get better and always learn new <clears throat> habits. You can always learn. There's always something to be learned, no mm. matter what it is. And especially with art and creative industries, because it always changes. It's never the same. I think one of the best things is the art industry. doesn't matter what, like, art mm. influences media and media influences theatre and vice versa, you know, and music. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's amazing. I've learned more from, like, art and uh, performance and theatre and music, more so than through, you know, books or, like, about politics or something like that. You mm. always learn more through, through them, I think. Which also, maybe we should talk about uh, Freeman, by the way. Freeman. Yeah. Freeman. That was in 2018, I That think. was 2018. Um, 2018, there was a play called Freeman, uh, which was... Or Freeman. Free, Freeman. I don't know. Freeman, Freeman. Because it was about um, history of black people. Yes. And how they've been, like... Well, how they've been mistreated. Yeah, mistreated. Over the time. Yeah, it was... It was like um, it, was, it was eye opening. It was a, yeah, it was very very eye opening. With especially um, like it's so relevant now, especially with the black lives. It's always been relevant though. Yeah, I think. it's always but been. It's never been. It's always been relevant. It's never been acknowledged as much. No, not at all. As that is being now. Yes. Because it showed some stories, like with um, slavery. Uh, the justice system, yeah, wasn't it, it? it's like it was like in chronological order, yeah, like in a way from in like, time, in yeah. time, right through to modern day. It was an all black cast as well, yeah, all black cast. Obviously, a lot of it actually didn't... no, there was one white guy, I think. Yeah, he was. Um, it was. I can't remember who he was playing. He put well, they all multi rolled didn't they? Yeah, so it was multi rolling playing, the, you know, stories throughout history from different. Uh, black people throughout time yeah and you it was just a really riveting and very powerful story and again it was one of them shows where you leave and it makes you think and it, had, yeah. and it leaves that impact on you which is what all good theatre does exactly and that's why we've mentioned all of these shows I mean these they've are all ones, taught us something haven't they yeah of course they've 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 left a, a lasting impression on us yeah which is why we thought we would talk about them because they should be shared with other people. Like, if you don't know anything about these shows, 
go and research them go and go and find out more about them because there'll always be social media or maybe clips on YouTube that you can go back and watch and these are all very uh, just excellent shows yeah. especially Freeman Freeman was a real standout throughout all the years definitely and it left a really lasting impression on both of us yeah and, and all the people that came to see it with us I remember when I watched it I didn't f- I was watching it and I was provoked by it was that the right word? Yeah, I was, I was provoked, you know. Yeah. I felt like, when I, when I reflect on it, you know, it does make me realise how much of an impact that's had in yeah, a way. Yeah, absolutely. On, like, the way but I it, think. But it also makes you realise, um, in today's society, how much more needs to happen. Yeah, because we're, we're, it's like we're back in. We're, it's, it's like we're still in a caveman era. We are. We really are. And it's scary to think how little progress is actually being made. Mm. It's 2020, we're going, it's the start of a new decade, we need, things need to change more. We need to change more. Yeah. We can't just sit here and be like, oh no. It'll change, yeah. It's not like... Like, No, things need to change. It's about being active, isn't it? Yeah, you need to take an active part in making a difference. And if you don't want to make a difference, if anybody who's listening to this and doesn't agree with what we just said about making a change, um, fuck you. Um, yeah, get off your pedestal like, and yeah. jog on. Because <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I think one of the main things I've learned at the Emma Fringe is people are ruthless. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah. you know, I've, I've said to someone, hey, um, check out our show. Um, here's a leaflet. And I'll yeah. say... Fuck off. Or yeah. they'll take it and they'll really yeah. in front of me. I'm like, what the hell? Yeah, you man, people bastard. people are ruthless. Even reviewers can be ruthless. Exactly. As well. yeah. Like it's a it, it it's a hard industry to yeah. get into, but then you realise that you know, it makes you uh, You're not the only one. You need you're not to, the only one, of course not. Yeah, you need to work for it. You need, you need to, to work for it. You need to work for them four star, five star reviews. You need to yeah, it's it, not it, just you don't like, just go up there and do your show. No, you work for it. You have to sell a show, you work your ass off yeah. to give the best performance every day <laughs> and if you don't yeah. do it then you've come to Edinburgh for nothing if yeah. you don't work for it then you might as well just stay at home do you know what I mean yeah if you're going to go up there and do a half hour show and not indulge and experience everything that there, that there is to see mm. you might as well just stay home yeah like honestly I think one thing that I've learned uh, from the Edinburgh Fringe is like just how important it really is. Like, because you... Yeah. In the terms of, like, you meet people from all over the world. You meet people from Argentina, uh, Australia, Austria, America. Italy. These are all, these have all got A's in them, all the countries I've just said. Had. Yeah. <laughs> 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 they could be from South Africa. They could be from... North Africa. Israel. They could be from all over the globe. Asia, China, Vietnam. There's, there's more countries. There's you many, many countries. You, you meet people from all over the globe. Yeah. And everyone is there for the same reason that you are there. Because they want to showcase their talent. They want to showcase what they have to offer. 
and it's just a beautiful environment to be around. That entire month of August is just amazing because it doesn't matter who the people are. Like, it doesn't yeah. matter. It, it's it's all about it's all about just sharing that experience together. Sharing, yeah, definitely. Yeah, like, sharing knowledge, stories. Yeah, that's what story. it's telling stories, story, telling stories um, through your medium, whether that be it through entertaining um, or educating or whatever. It's but just going off of what you just said, though. Like one of thing, another thing I've learned is uh, how big the world is. Because I mean, oh, we yeah. come from a tiny island. Very tiny. Although we've just been driving around, we thought, bloody hell, this island's actually pretty big. Yeah, yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. Where am I? <laughs> yeah. But like, you don't realize. I mean, this is a lovely island. Yeah. And I mean, I've explored Manchester now. Yeah. And that that's pretty big. It's also, I don't know. It, it makes it feel like the world's so big and the world's also so small. Yeah. Whoa. Let me change how I say it. Okay. It makes you think how like how big the world is, but how small that like, your world is. Do you Very get me? So. I get you. Because and so. There's, there's so many people on the planet, like because there's so many people from all around the country sharing different stories. Mm. Absolutely. About, I mean, imagine the just... amount of stories we've missed. Yeah, you know, because we've seen some stories, but I'm sure there are so yeah. many other stories which are so much, so amazing. Yeah, exactly. Which we have no idea about. We've got no idea. Yeah, but that's the that's the real joy with it. Like, yeah, we've just talked about all of our some of our top picks. We've got many more. We've seen hundreds of shows. Yeah, throughout the years, these are just a very very little proportion of what we've actually seen. I mean, we could talk about all sorts of shows. It could be like Train Spotting. That was an ama- another amazing piece yeah. of theatre that we've seen. That, there's just so many things that we've seen throughout the years that are just amazing. I remember we watched. And like, uh, we've just, that's only the start of yeah. what, what is just there. I mean, it's the way it makes you feel as well. I, mean, I remember when we watched that D and D role playing thing. Do you remember that? Oh yeah, yeah. So Lewis yeah. went to watch it, and uh, yes, I was like, I was go- going in, I thinking. What am I doing with my money? Yeah. What do you mean? Because I've never had much interest in D and yeah. I do now because I mean, but coming out of that, I'm feeling like, even though it's the first thing I've seen yeah. with D and D, and I didn't even know people who were playing a D and D. I was just yeah. like, I felt like such a communal feeling. Yeah, absolutely. I felt like I was a part of something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah. we were all laughing and yeah, yeah. I don't know, enjoying it. It's just the joys, isn't it? Yeah. And it's like shows in Edinburgh start from like very early in the morning and they finish like late at night. Yeah. Could be midnight, two o'clock Could in the morning. Could be the next day. Exactly. <laughs> it just, it links in all the time. Yeah. Like your big music festivals, it just doesn't stop. Like, but with Edinburgh, it's a whole month of shows yeah. across a city that just do not stop. I've got to say hats off to the technicians as well. Yeah. Because they all, must all do a lot. All the tech crews up there, man. Like, they S- smash it. And imagine, like, there's so much lighting equipment that, like, gets fitted and... Yeah. Mad. I mean, if you really think about it... Whoo! Yeah, no. That's crazy. I'm I'm feeling funky. Yeah, man. <laughs> yeah. But like, all, all the crews up there, all the people behind the scenes... All the people that do the turnover shows, man, like, thank you. Yeah. Like, without you guys, nothing would happen. Yeah. Really, nothing Definitely. would ha- nothing would happen. And even, like, just with... It's just amazing. Yeah. If anybody who's not been to the Fringe and is wanting to make a career in, in this industry, 
You have to do it. Yeah, definitely. You've it'll open your eyes. It. It'll open. It'll open your eyes. So you always come back more inspired. More. It creative. makes you think. Like just reflecting on it, it makes me think. What have I been doing since the beginning of COVID? Yeah. Because I have been doing stuff, like creative stuff, but I've not. It's like kind of started. Mm. It's not really gone anywhere. Yeah, COVID really has put the brakes on the world at the minute. And, you know, seeing the arts industry uh, collapsing in front of our eyes (laughs) and the government not doing that much to support uh, what is essentially people's jobs, people's livelihoods. I I mean, I remember, like, I think I saw Ed Knight. I mean, he's, he's a brilliant comedian... And he had so many shows, but now they've been cancelled because of this, which yeah. makes you think, where does that leave him? I think he's, like, live-streaming on Twitch at the moment, isn't he? Yeah, he's doing Twitch, kind of keep... and he's doing a few podcasts, I think. Yeah, which is cool. Um, he's got a YouTube channel as well. Oh, cool. Yeah. Yeah, so check it out. Yeah, check it out. Support him. He's he's keeping busy, but, like, when you... It's not the same as doing a show in front of a live audience. No. Or... Like even like this year, like like this year, even for myself personally, usually every year I do at least four or five shows, and I've had nothing this year to keep me going. Yeah. The only thing that I've had come out very thankfully, and I'm very very proud of it, is uh, the short film I did before you go. So luckily I've had that to at least share with people. Um, but yeah, it's like you're just sitting around twiddling your thumbs. I don't know what's happening about my auditions at the minute. I don't know. What's happening? You know, it's all done Zoom at the minute, mm. obviously. But you you want to be more present in the room with people, and obviously, but at the end of the day, safety comes first, and we don't want to risk anything that's going to harm other people. No. Um, which is completely understandable. But you know, we need more support from uh, governments, and maybe not so much over here on the island because we're we're, we're, we're safe. Lucky. We're very lucky. We can, we're very we can safe. still do it. Now. We can still do it now. We can still we can walk it, around right? freely. We life is back to normal over here on the Isle of Man, but in the UK and across the world, we really do feel for you. Yeah, um, it's a shame. Anyway, yes, I had a thought yes. about <laughs> something I've learned again, yeah. and that's to work hard. Yes, because you don't know who's sitting in the audience. Our friends. Leonie Crowther. She got um, picked up by an agent. And that was on her yeah. first performance. First performance. First First year. show. First year. Like, the first time ever being on stage. Yeah. And she got an agent. That is mental. Like, it, you don't know who is in the audience. You've got no idea who's in the audience. Yeah. You might think it's just your nan. <laughs> yeah. right. Or your mum and dad. Or your dogs, because your dogs came up to see oh, you. Oh, yeah, my dogs <laughs> My dogs did come up to see us. Yeah, yeah Poppy and Gibson, shout out. Uh, they came... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> they, they, Hope you're listening. Yeah, <laughs> they came to see us on the show, because you're allowing dogs. <laughs> yeah. Love it. <laughs> yeah. Awesome stuff. Awesome. Yeah, no, it's... Yeah, they got on a plane by themselves and came yeah, over yeah, to yeah. see. Then the With their briefcase and their hat <laughs> yeah, and all that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, Poppy and Gibson, how are you? <laughs> nice to see you here. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. But yeah, going back to Leone, uh, she absolutely smashed it. Definitely. And we, both me and Sam are very, very proud of her for doing that. Yeah. Like, smashed it. It's mad. Another thing, you don't realise how fast it goes. Yeah. One week sounds like a long time, especially mm. seven shows back-to-back. Or is it six back-to-back? Seven. Was it? Seven shows back-to-back. 
It seems like a lot, but um, it's not. Plus, obviously, the ones we do on the islands. Swings. Um, it it flies by, and then you yeah. go, and then you get back home, and you're like, oh. You're like, oh, I don't want to be here. Yeah, <laughs> I want to be in Edinburgh performing yeah. and doing what I want to do. It's a bit of a like, kick. Um, it's, a... it's a kick in the teeth, like. Yeah. Uh, but you know, but you, especially this year, with it not being on, you really do, you mm. really do miss it. Yeah. Um, we we hope to return next year. For sure. Uh, there is talks at the minute about what we might be doing next, but we don't know. We don't know, but... We'll see I mean, how it goes. I mean, <laughs> we do know, but we're not going to tell yeah. you. <laughs> yeah, you can, you can wait. You can wait. It's um, a surprise. Exactly. Surprises come... Well, good things come to those who wait. Hopefully it'll be good. Yeah. <laughs> don't get ahead of yourself, mate. Yeah. They're going to see the show and be like, oh, no, fuck that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Anyway, yeah. Well, I think that's one thing as well. Like, we've... From our first year to where we are now, we've... We've come a long way, and it's made us yeah. realise that this is what we want to do for the rest of our lives. Because, like, I remember um, when I started out, I was awful when I started. Same. And, uh, <laughs> yeah, you remember that too, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, like, now I'm subpar. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. No, no, but, and like, now you're like mad. And you're smashing it as well. You do Manchester School of Acting. Uh, you've obviously just graduated. Like, you're, yeah. you're doing a lot of... Um, Film recordings at the minute as well yeah. as sound recordings. You're keeping yeah. a busy man. Trying to. Months yeah. of ordinary life. Yeah, plus we're doing classes twice a week at the minute. Uh, got to so keep we, it up. we got keep to keep sharp. up. we got to keep sharp. We, we, we're just going to carry on perfecting our uh, craft and keep learning. That's so, a big thing. So, um, yeah, I think we should wrap up. But, yeah, uh, but we need to say we, thank you. Yes, we do. For listening. Thank you for listening. I want to say thank you to everyone who supported us, really. Yeah, thank you to all the people that have come from all over the world to come and see us. Thank you and to Colin Snell and Carl Parker. Yeah, big thank they, you to them. Without them, we wouldn't have yeah. met, really. We wouldn't have become we, as good friends as we are now. Yeah, without them too, me and Samuel would not be uh, best friends. Yeah. Really. And, and, we we wouldn't, and we wouldn't have never gone to Edinburgh. And we wouldn't have... I would never have gone to uni to do... Like media or performance, or wouldn't have gone to Manchester School of Acting. Exactly. And no, they are the, the best times of my life. Good. All through this. <laughs> Don't cry, Sam. <laughs> <laughs> I'll do you my best. But yeah, thank you. Honestly, big, big thank you to Mr. Parker and Mr. Snell, as well as our audiences that have come to see us. But we also want to say a massive, massive thank you to the Parker and Snell Youth Company. Because we, it's all well and good, me and Samuel just sitting here Talking taking about, all yeah. the glory. But like, what glory? Well, you know what I mean, we're just sitting <laughs> here talking. Yeah. All the cast and all the crew that have come with us, you know, Roman, Lewis, Jack, Daniel, Leonie, Dandy, Laura, Amy, Laura, <laughs> Neve, <laughs> Georgie, Schofield. <laughs> anyway. Georgie, Everybody. Schofield, Sammy Green, Sammy Green, Jenny Green. My God. <laughs> <laughs> we love you all. You are the best. We probably missed a few people, but we, we, we do love you, and we love you all. And uh, again, thank you for listening to our first podcast. Sorry if it was a... A bit of a ramble. A bit of a ramble, but it's our first crack at giving yeah. it a go. Because why uh, not? Why not? Because we want to... Why, why share? Yeah, why should we share. not do this? Like, exactly. If you if you don't like this and you found this to be cringe or whatever you think, then you can get off your high horse and jog <laughs> on. Off. <laughs> <laughs> We've had fun doing this, and if you don't like it, piss off. <laughs> and on that note, thank you very much. Peace and, and love. We love you very much. Thank you. <laughs>